Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. Season's greetings. And we are here giving you guys another scoop of what has happened in the league uh, over this past week. We got some good stuff prepared for you. Some trade talk as we enter trade season. Um, the candidates that were not previously eligible to be traded, like the rookies and some of those newly signed free agents, can now be moved. Uh, and then we also got some discussion based around those LA teams. Um, I'm seeing some interesting things developing with both teams. Kind of want to get some takes on that. But uh, let's get right into it. How about it, Phil? Interesting little chalk for today. Yes, sir. Um, so let's start trade talk. Let's start trade talk. Um, so what are you seeing in terms of the in terms of the trade the trade sphere? Who, which players do you think are most likely targets? Which teams are buyers? Which teams are sellers? Uh, what do you got for me? Trade sphere. Um, looking to the trade war, but I'm just thinking. I mean, it's always those those bubble teams. Like you're looking at the Spurs, Timberwolves. It's always in the West because that's all that matters. East are going to have just, just booty cheek sellers like the Knicks and possibly the Hornets. I don't know what they want to do with Devontae Graham because realistically, who knows what they could get for him or even if they want to because he's, he's on that young and bubble, but he's older than people think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, all right, I have an idea. How about I throw a name out? You see what you can think of for trades. I like it. All right. Simple one. Start you off easy. Simple, simple casual. Little Rocco. Um, yeah, when it comes to Rob Covington, he's a guy that, you know, any team can use, uh, plays defense, hits open shots for you, um, not really going to make too many mistakes on the floor, uh, but obviously when you're looking at a player like that, you're looking more towards contenders, he's not really going to change the fortunes of a team that is in the cellar, as you speak. Uh, I look at a team like maybe Utah, that could use somebody like Robert Covington, Mm -hmm. uh, Utah is, you know, they've probably been the most disappointing team in the NBA so far. Honestly, uh, I was yes. I was super high on them, probably as high as you could get, uh, and they've just disappointed. They their offense is looking really bad, just all around. They're lacking firepower. Mike Conley's looking a little, he's looking a little dilapidated, lo- a little long in the tooth, honestly. For um, real. And he could still, I still think he could be an, a, a nice. Assets for the hoop, team, but, but they, I don't know if he's going to provide the firepower offensively that they thought he might have. Yeah, um, his carpal tunnel's kicking in. Donovan Mitchell, super talented, but I still think he might be a year or two away from really being that go-to on a contender kind of option. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think they need some more guys to kind of step in and make shots for them. Uh, what they can give... Dante Eggs? Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, it might be time to... Sever ties with the whole Exum project. Uh, I just with Frank Nilekino 1.0. Yeah, essentially. Um, you, you know, he he's. I don't think the league should give up on him, which is which is why I think that he could be a valuable trade asset. But I just don't really know what he's doing for that team right now. I mean, they're in win now mode, as far as I'm concerned. Um, obviously, you you always want good young players, but uh, they're at least going to give Conley another year or two to kind of man that ship, and then. In terms of Donovan Mitchell, he's a primary ball handler long term. So, right, Exum, I don't really think is a fit right now for Utah. So, I can yeah. see him on the move for a guy like Covington. Yeah, especially with Moody just bumping him out for minutes. Yeah, Moody is just outplaying him. Moody is a kind of that guy that goes from from team to team and just hoops a little he, bit, and then does the same thing. And then He'll just get you a little hoop and be like, all right, I'm. Cool. But nobody really wants to commit to him. So yeah. yeah, that's a guy that I could see going on the move for Covington. Mm-hmm. 
another player that I think is kind of similar to Covington uh, is actually with our hometown Knicks and uh, Marcus Morris. I I think Marcus Morris is a guy that could definitely help teams that uh, are looking to win now. He is shooting still. His his three-point clip is just absolutely absurd. I mean, there's no way it's sustainable, but... Just keep it sustainable till he's traded. Who cares? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's still shooting above fifty percent from three, but he was for a time. Right I now, think he's still on the dot. He's forty-eight. He's forty-eight right oh, now. 48. Oh, forty-eight. Okay. Well, he's shooting. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's shooting like low thirties, right out, right in the mid twos, like the mid range. So it's just like twos. You take a step in, it's horrible. Oh yeah, his his field percentage isn't even good. It's like forty-three percent. But I mean, if you're gonna make that many threes, like I don't really think people care. I mean, yeah. and he's taking eight a game. Uh, no, not not eight. I was going to He's taking six a game, which is still. Yeah. Pretty high no, volume. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah, um, he's kind of in the same ilk as Robert Covington in terms of a player that can help contenders um, just add another piece and help their squad. But also, he's not really a team that a team like the Knicks really has much use for. So, who do you think could use a guy, Marcus Morris? Who do you think could step out and make a move for Marcus Morris? Oh, I gotta think a little bit, but definitely I could think of a few. Like the Blazers, they could easily scoop him up. They got the salaries to match. If they want to get rid of Hassan Whiteside and they tack on, if the Knicks tack on maybe Portis or Taj Gibson, depending on what they want, because they're going to need some kind of interior snuff mm-hmm. if, if Whiteside's gone. But realistically, I mean, if the Blazers wanted him, I know they're going to shoot bigger fish, but as a backup and they need to make some kind of move, they could just do Morris and pull fucking like a <clears throat> five man out kind of thing with Taj Gibson, Mook, Mello, uh, Damon, CJ, and just play no defense at all. Yeah, um, I can see that. Um, I, I think that like all of those top two teams are going to be looking. I mean, the Blazers aren't with with the contract they have tied to Lillard and McCollum. They're always looking for now moves. Right. Um, I I think Utah's another team. I could just yeah. they would probably just do the same thing for Marcus Morris in terms of ex, uh, and Knicks would be like, why not? Another young point guard to just shoot the shit with. Just but, just throw another <laughs> to the fucking wall. See what sticks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm also looking at I'm looking at those real heavy hitters. I'm looking at the Lakers. I'm looking at the Clippers. I'm looking at the Bucks. Um, I like the Clippers. I like the Bucks too because the Clippers can throw yeah. a young fellow that literally has no burn at all. The Lakers, I don't really know. Just like I don't, I, I'm not seeing the assets unless they want to do some kind of like maybe like Caruso move. But... Caruso? No, they don't want Caruso because he's a good role <laughs> player, but he's not going to develop. You never know. I mean, he's not going to develop. Oh. Like he's got some talent, um, and but but uh, I think the Bucks we have some assets. It's just, it's just. You mean Dante how... Divincenzo, Delaware Jesus, Delaware Michael Jordan? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't. I, I don't even know if they'd want it. They probably wouldn't even want to give up him. Um, I don't you know. Think... The murmurs around the league were that the Knicks would probably first uh, second round pick for Marcus Morris. Uh, what you like translate you think... that in terms of players is kind of up to you i don't uh, i mean i think if anything if they're looking for upside players they probably go jerome robinson from clippers but i'm thinking dark horse they could just ship him off to the magic because the magic are going to try to push for the playoffs and yeah if you kind of roll the dice and you either send him over and you pick up a uh, first round pick like the magic's first round pick this year for marcus morris and whatever filler that could be kind of a good gamble because, I mean, they could still be ass when he's there. And they could be like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. and then we'll just sell the rest of the deadline. Just 
just because they're like no point, and then he's kind of stuck there, and they got a higher end pick than they thought they would. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's always kind of intriguing to see because usually the team two different spots when you have those Lawrence like players that could help but not really any of any use, and then they're negotiating with those high end teams that are really the, – the stakes are high in terms of this season. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how that's because it worked out. Um, what about some, like, upper echelon players with maybe some bigger names? Do you see any of those guys? I mean, so, some trade deadlines are just a clunker. You don't really see any big names moved. Um, but sometimes, you know, there, there are big names moved. Um, sometimes there's surprise players moved, like uh, most notably a couple years ago with that Blake Griffin trade that kind of caught the whole league by surprise. Uh, speaking um, of, I could see that same thing kind of just catapulting. I've heard that. The Celtics are interested in scooping up Blake because he's just a consistent big that they need, and they need boards realistically. Yeah, so they've been just, looking at know. Love and Griffin, but Griffin, who knows the, if he can play? The anymore. Blake situation's it's a little it's a little dicey right now. Yeah. He got hurt again last night mm-hmm. um, with a very concerning injury. He left just with knee soreness on that surgically repaired knee. And yeah, it's like that's just not something you want to mess with with that contract. It's. It's not looking pretty, which is a shame because I've always liked Blake as a player. I think he's really good, but I don't know. He's getting he's getting up there in age, especially uh, for him, done... like how he plays. He's, he's yeah, he's like in dog years. He's already he has done a lot to adapt his game. Like yeah, he's no, a much better he's shooter. Still... He's a playmaker, but I don't know. It's they not still got to watch knees. him for yeah for just athletic he is. But like he's yeah. what thirty thirty two now. I uh, he's probably around thirty. In this, in, I, in, yeah. In dog years or like athletic person years, he's probably at like forty two on the knees. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he'll it's be, just he'll be thirty one in March. So yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at older than expected, just off the uh, wear and tear. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna go, it, that'll be something to monitor. Um, I think Love is definitely more of a guy that teams will look for in terms of a player that could uh, help them right now. I just don't know like how much some of these teams are gonna be willing to give for Love. Like how much does he help you? Um, like. I don't know. I, I don't know who. I mean, I, obviously everybody says Portland, but it's like at this point, is is it even worth it for Portland? I mean, they're not really trying to. They, this year's like kind of a wash. Here's what I'm concerned with Portland. I mean, they have no Nurkic. Um, When's Nurkic coming back? Halfway. I'd be surprised <clears throat> if he. I'd honestly kind of. I'd be surprised if he played this year. I don't. I don't. I think. They're I think like they, their to, plan is that he's going to play this year. I don't know <clears throat> when, but. Yeah, I like their yeah. plan is like, oh, he'll be back. Don't worry, this all change when he's back. Yeah, I th- it might just be wishful thinking, but uh, yeah, it says mid February return. Um, so I guess I was wrong with that. But I, I mean, even even when he comes back, it's gonna be more of like a work him in. You know, like he's not gonna come out right off the. No, yeah, bat he's gonna take play. a full year to, or at least like that half the season to be like actually where he was. Yeah, and I don't know by mid February, who knows where the Blazers are gonna be? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just don't know if it's worth it right now with Portland. Like, would you rather kind of save some of that? Like, maybe watch some of your contracts go off the books and then make um, different moves in terms of. I don't know. It's just like I just don't think this is the right season. For, like Portland, I just think is better geared to be competitive next year than this year. Mm-hmm. So I would just hold off on the big moves. Um, unless you're just dying to get Kevin Love and you think he's gonna get swooped up by somebody else. Like, who knows who's gonna be available next year? Um, this is also a pretty crappy free agent year. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just kind of want to save my flexibility. But 
there's definitely somebody who could use love. I'm just I'm just trying to talk myself into who it would be. I'm not sure. Yeah, somebody could use some loving out there. Somebody. I mean, do you have any idea of who? You somebody. Would? Oh yeah. I mean, like I was talking about the Celtics with like Griffin before. You could just supplant love in. It's just a different style of play, but still. Yeah, it's like just who need... you giving up for love. Oh well, that's that's a fickle situation because you gotta. It's a big salary you gotta match with some kind of. I I just think like wish wash. I I think I honestly think the Celtics have five players that are better than Kevin Love. No, yeah. <laughs> like I'm I not mean, argue. Kevin Love's a good player, but he's... I don't know about five. I I take every single one of their. I take Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Um, okay, so I guess Kyrie, four. Kemba, and Kemba. Yeah, obviously Kemba. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I th- yeah, obviously Kemba. I, I I take all five of those players over Kevin Love. Like I would. I thought I, you were gonna say like Enos Cantor. I was like, hold no. the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like any trade that involves any of those five players, I wouldn't do for Kevin Love. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, who are you giving up? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Kevin Love is good. I think he'd help teams, but uh, I don't know. He's not really that switchable on defense. He's a good shooter, but like, there's better kind of knockdown shooters out there. Um, he's going to help on the boards, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It'll be, I don't think he wants to be in Cleveland anymore. So it will be interesting. We'll see to where watch. He goes. We will see where he yeah. goes. Um, yeah, so, uh, Nothing in Los Angeles, you don't think? Listen, those those are two teams that are definitely going to want to have just as many good players as they possibly can. Um, I don't think the Lakers just have like, a lot to give right now. Uh, you know, they're they're geared around LeBron. They and do have the salaries to match, but I don't know if AD would want to play center to Kevin Love's power forward. Yeah, it's just like because you could send KCP and like one one other like uglier contract, and they'll be and like. Send a pick and they'll be like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, it's gotta, it's it's gonna be have to be some future picks. Um, yeah, it would be, it would be kind of dumpy looking. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, you said you uh you had something with uh, Los Angeles going on. Yeah, uh, I'm you know these past uh, couple of a uh, couple of days past week, uh, I've just kind of noticed <clears throat> an interest in development. I'll, I'll start with the Lakers. We were talking about them. Uh, just something that kind of intrigued me was, and I just never thought about this. Do you think this is the easiest, like the the most drama free start to a season we've ever seen with LeBron James? Um, hmm. or as of recent, uh, inter- uh, as of recent, the yes, most, the, the most drama free season with like a new team because like this is a new team. Oh yeah, no, that definitely because I mean before. Well, technically, this isn't a new team because this is this is year two. Yeah, but 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 with Anthony, when you get a new like with a new star, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. When you either add or subtract a star, it's like a new team in my eyes. So, like in terms of that. All right. No. Yeah. Then yeah, I, I see what you're getting at. Just making you work for it. But yeah, yeah no, yeah. you're right. It's just seamless and like things are just working out. I mean, you, you and like I don't know. It's just how beneficial do you think that is? I think it's just like it's just good because like they know their role like. They're not like seceding to one another. They're both being dominant, and they're just like <clears throat> like doing what they normally do, but just like keeping aware that they have like another MVP quality player like right next to them at all times, right brushing shoulders when they do pick and rolls. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It just kind of got me thinking because you know we know how LeBron likes to operate. Like I think that a lot of these kind of controversial star sees how these teams in the past. I think there's kind of a method to the madness with LeBron. He he kind of 
he he makes it kind of hard on his on his uh, teammates, so they kind of are ready for when the when shit really hits the fan and adversity hits. Um, this Laker team has gone through no adversity. They've gone through. Uh, besides that, like first game, would you say Clunkers, almost that was kind of a clunker? Would you say almost um, to a fault? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, time will tell. Time will tell. But that was kind of my question. Like, do you? Do you I mean, think... realistically, these guys are all tested in the playoffs. Everyone uh, that's in that lineup, of. except for Caruso. Well, Kuzma hasn't tasted the playoffs. Kuzma has not gotten a taste, but he's sitting at the the little boy table for now. Yeah, well, they're gonna need him. They're gonna. They're, they're gonna, gonna need they're him. Gonna, yeah. They're but... So far, uh, he's sitting. He's sitting at the kitty table when the last five minutes of the game. Yeah. No. Yeah. He he hasn't been as big as big of a focal point as uh, people thought. Probably thought he would. I don't know. Just kind of. I was just wondering if maybe if this is going to either help or maybe like when when because I don't think they're going to face that much adversity honestly until I don't know. Maybe yeah. they'll have. A di- yeah. Maybe they'll have a different a difficult second round matchup like. I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be Clippers-Lakers. Um, and just, you know, if things get difficult, like, how they're going to react. And maybe they will hit a rough patch in the regular season. I don't know. But so far, it's been so seamless. It's just kind of weird to see a LeBron team operate like this. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just it, – I'd say it's like a breath of fresh air. It's kind of fun to see just, like – like, he's he literally gets, like, his almost triple-double with, like, 25, and then he goes out in, like, the third quarter, and he's just dicking around for a little bit. Like, when he's blowing just bad teams out, they're just – they have yeah, a lot more it, that. It, it's kind of like that Heat team that won 66 games, except, I mean, that team, they already went through the adversity, so it was kind of, like, earned. Yeah. This is just, it's just, it's easy right now. It's easy, and it, I was wondering, you know, maybe, is it is it too easy? Is it too easy? Should this team be struggling a little bit more? Should um, they get a few bruises under the chin to, to get all ready for the playoffs? Yeah, and I'm not saying it's it's bad or good. I'm just, it's just an observation that I've been making. Oh, um, interesting. And then I kind of want to talk about the Clippers in, like, a different light. Um, so, the Clippers, I was watching the game last night. They played the Bulls. I think it was last mm-hmm. night. Maybe two nights ago. But they, they, their last game was against the Bulls, and they lost. They lost to the Bulls. Um, Off of Levine a, and Warren. Yeah, Levine was, Levine was uh, giving them work. But um, the Clippers have been good this year. I don't want to make it out like they haven't. Uh, but they lost to the Bulls. Kawhi Leonard didn't play. Um they were riding Montrez, who played really well, gave him 30. Paul George did Paul George things, 27-6-4. Um, but no Kawhi. Lou Williams out with a calf injury. Um, I know that they're trying to do this whole load management thing with Kawhi and Paul George, um, sitting out back-to-backs, uh, just kind of making sure that they're well-rested. They try to play one of them in all games. Um, but do you think that it's it can be to a fault to just like not have them kind of like learn how to win together. Like consistently, like, kind of like the Lakers are how like Anthony Davis, and LeBron is kind of getting a feel for just winning these games and how to win these games. Um, do you think this, this could hurt the Clippers down the road? Just not having the full team together for this many games. Uh, I think it's possible. I mean, realistically the tides are going to shift when it comes to more of the middle, middle meat of the season right before things start to not matter again, when the playoff seasons are kind of like, okay, like uh, uh, Detroit's like sealing up their eighth seed in the East. Like, you know, like when it's like the end of the season, post-trade deadline, like everything's kind of flushed out. So I think like before that, like we're like probably a week or two before that kind of starts to happen, they're going to be probably just cruising through games. And like, you'll see just like 
their progression together on the court and like how everything looks full throttle. Mm-hmm. And then once they like, like they kind of see that they'll be like, all right, like, like there's no need to keep doing it. Like we we're going into a stretch against like the Warriors sack town and Utah. Like we can pull the brakes and like Kawhi take a step back Fair Chill for a bit, brother. Fair. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm sure they'll probably use some of those early playoff games kind of for those, for those yeah. purposes. Um, you know, they'll probably get a pretty easy match in the first round. <laughs> Um, second round might be a little tougher, but still, you know, it's probably not going to be the Lakers. Um, and I think the Lakers and Clippers are both kind of cl- gearing up for that Western, that inevitable clash of the Titans in that Western Conference final, yeah. which is going to be crazy. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I, I would like to see them play together a little bit more. I think that is beneficial. Like, you know, they're a really good team, but the, the Lakers, the Lakers are there. I think the Clippers, I've said it all year, are the best team in the NBA, but if they're not on their A game, the Lakers could give it to them. I mean, you're playing LeBron and AD. This is, you know, this is not a cupcake matchup. Uh, I'd like to see them play a little bit more together. Um, hopefully, Clippers management decides to, not just because I'm a selfish fan and I want to see those two guys play, but I just think for their own development, ter- um, development purposes as a team, you know, just getting a feel for each other, I think, is, is helpful. I don't know. So, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, you gotta you gotta do it at some point because you can't just throw throw stuff together and be like, okay, this is gonna work. It will it'll look good on paper, but like, there's an actual like methodology of just getting used to how how someone moves around the court and just like plays. Yeah, so exactly. Like you can't just just, kinda... just just knowing where the other guy's gonna be when I do this. Yeah. Knowing... Go there, you know. I don't know. Just just building up that synergy. I don't, I, don't... I, th- I think is valuable. Um, we'll, we'll see if they, I mean, they, they, they played against the T-Bulls a couple nights ago and I think they combined for 88 points. Yeah. It was something crazy. I think, I think Kawhi, I think Paul George dropped 46 and Kawhi 42, dropped 42. Yeah. Or, There's, like, that, that, you can that see what ridiculous. they're at full strength. Like they literally <laughs> just pepper in like, Oh, this is what we'll look like in like a few months. Just be ready. <laughs> yeah. And then I just mean, throw two, in two that. Guys, they yeah, need to soul bond. Shoot. Yeah. Um, one last thing, Phil, this is just yes. kind of off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at the Hawks by five. They win for the Lakers. Okay. Uh, the Lakers are 24 and three. The Bucks are 24 and three. Both teams shot either of those teams, either or 73. Any shot? No. I no would shot. say, I mean, no, there's. A, I mean, they probably could if they really wanted to, but that's not their end goal. Yeah, like you know not, what I mean. But, like, like you're gonna burn yourself out. I don't think these teams have their end goal, but listen, if the Bucks find themselves, you know, like on this pace, you know, like fifty, fifty-five games in, like you can't tell me it's not okay. Well, yeah, I could see the Bucks doing it, but like that's just because they're hungry for stuff. Like the Lakers, Lakers are smarter, not smarter, but they're more savvy. They know, like, LeBron's know. LeBron 35. likes his records. LeBron likes his records. LeBron, yeah, but LeBron will be, yeah, they're not going to, they're going to ease off at some point because LeBron's going to start resting more times. AD's probably going to take a few games off because he'll get some kind of bogus thing. AD's injured. AD will, AD, will, AD will definitely take time off. But once Le- a game, LeBron has been pretty vocal. Once a game, AD goes with some kind of, AD goes down with every game with some kind of, like, ow. Oh. No, no, yeah, he, he does, he, he gets a little gimpy sometimes, but. LeBron's been pretty vocal about his intent of playing uh, as much as he can. I think he's played every game this year. Um, right, but that's uh, just him trying to get another MVP. 
Okay, well, that's part of it. Um, I, I don't know. LeBron's a guy who likes – he likes, you know, those those longevity stats. And credit to him. He's the king of longevity, you know, just consistency. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think he'd mind having that on the resume. I, listen, there's it's a long shot, but – Yeah, I'm thinking like um, – like, I mean, think about the Warriors. They just – they cruised and they were just grinding. And at the end, they were like, let's do this. Like, let's fucking just push the throttle and just, like, get to this point. And they yeah. did, and, like, they just had so many, like, wear-down kind of, like, injuries and, like, little stuff kind of, like, tacked on to, like, every guy's body that mattered by the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, like, that's just extra wear-down on the body that you don't need when you'd rather win a championship. Of course. Um, I'm just saying, when, when, when you kind of see it in your, in your uh, you know, when, like, you, when you, yeah when you just see it ahead and you see it as like an actual attainable thing, it's hard to ignore. Oh yeah. It's hard. You know, it's hard to ignore as a team. Um, I don't think they're going to do it either. Cause that's just like a ridiculous thing. It's still so early, but I don't did both these teams to be just like, just have this many wins this early. I mean, the bucks have won 18 straight. Yeah. Which, no. is, which is crazy. Um, I'm going to look at the bucks schedule actually. Cause I want to see how, so they got, oh, they actually play the Lakers soon, which is going to be. I was going to cool. say, yeah, they should play sometime soon. Yeah, on Thursday they play oh, the Lakers even um, earlier than expected. Day, um, you get you see that Luke injury by the way? Oh yes, I was very devastated, and also I saw Kristaps is just absolutely ass cheeks running a team. They um yeah, I mean he made a few plays down the stretch. Well, yeah, but, but like it's. No, yeah, well, that this 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 is gonna be a big period. For, yeah, because um, they're gonna be out. He's gonna be out. I think a few weeks. They said minimum. It's it says Luca could miss two weeks. Two? Uh-huh. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Do you like? Do you think the Mavs are gonna fall off? I'm just gonna. Let's, I'm gonna. I'm gonna read out their next. I'm gonna read out their next six games. Okay, that's not two weeks particular, but let's just. So at Milwaukee Oof. versus Boston versus Boston, at Philly at Toronto versus Spurs at the Warriors. Okay, so the last two are probably close but easy wins. I mean, at least the Spurs will be. Um, there's no – Philly will just beat – like, we'll just bully. You know, they're the bullies. We'll just bully yeah, Kristaps. It's ridiculous. They're playing probably the four best teams in the East coming up. Yeah, no. Milwaukee, Boston, and three of them are on the road. Like, ooh, that's tough. It's not easy. Yeah, Milwaukee's a guaranteed win for Milwaukee. But Philly, yeah, Philly um, will just, like, tear it. You don't think – you think KP's gonna rear up the gang and be like, "Come on, Seth, hey, let's I think, go, Dorian." I think they're basement. gonna. I, I think they're about to lose four straight. Um, I think they're about to lose be four five straight. Well. And they could lose the Spurs too. Um, they could lose. I'm saying like that might be an easy win, but they they gotta earn it. The Warriors will yeah. be easy, but they gotta earn the Spurs. It's gonna be a tough stretch for the Mavericks. Um, and you know, the West, it's not as, as close as we probably thought it would be. But you know, who knows? Some of these teams start playing better, and the the Mavericks could. And shake your waters, and they were before. Uh, definitely a situation to monitor. Yeah, and plus you got to wait for Luca to be like back, back. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's probably gonna be working in those first couple of games. Yeah, so. that'll take like probably three, four more games. Yeah, um, Phil, I gotta say something. The Pelicans are making me sad. Really? They've lost twelve straight games. Oh, why do Why did they lose so? Is much? your king Brandon Ingram not living up to the stature? No, he's still doing his thing. Lonzo Ball is like, I don't know if they just don't know how to use him. I don't know if he's just not, I don't know what's going He's not, he's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just 
hopeless with Lonzo Ball, but he's, in, he's taking too many got he's too, taking too many goddamn threes. Can you take he's less in threes? A tough spot because he's got a he's he's coming off the bench now, isn't he? Yeah, but it's just like the more I watch him, the more I'm just thinking like, like, like what is this guy's role? He's I I, th- I still think he's a good basketball player who makes good passes, does a lot of little things, and is a better shooter than I think people give him credit for. But, like, he's still not a traditional point guard that's going to run a lot of pick and roll. He's still not that ball dominant. He's still not that great of a finisher. He's – the, the I don't know. I don't know. He's realistically just, like, a, a great facilitator right now. Like, he can't do – he's still learning. He's, he's barely even into his third year, and he's just fucking figuring it out. And he's been thrown into this completely new role where he's got to do all this shit. So, I mean, I think yeah. he's trying to, like, do what Drew Holiday's doing in the starting lineup, but, like – it's not going to work. I've, I mean, if they trade Drew at some point, because they could probably get a good little, little baby haul. For yeah, that, he's, he's definitely on the market. Then he might be thrust um, into that point guard, like starting guard, and he'll go back to like, like he's got to yeah. learn through the lumps. Yeah, I don't so, think it's a bad idea. Just kind of throw him, throw him to the deep end and sink or swim. You yeah, know? they're not going to, they're like, not going to win games regardless. Yeah, listen, I thought they'd be better than this, but me too. Yeah, they don't play defense, man. They don't play defense at all. Like they just. You're telling I me thought, JJ Redick doesn't play defense? I thought they were gonna be really tough on the perimeter, but it's also. I mean, the interior is not good right now. They don't have a lot of protection. They they got a lot of young guys out there. Um, Derek Jackson Favors. Hayes. Derek Favors too comfortable down there. I think Derek Favors hurt. I don't think he's played in quite some time. Damn. Yeah, yeah, Derek Favors is. I don't even know what's going on with him. He's only played ten games. I think he actually is back to playing, but he's, yeah, he's not even. Yeah, messing yours. He's not making him work for it. It's kind of messing yours. Well, yeah, it's a good time to buy low. I don't yeah. know if you guys heard, but there's a Zion coming. Mount Zion is coming at some point. If his knees can hold, I'd it. like to see it, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, my Pelicans can do a little better. But twelve straight losses. Your baby Pels. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, if they scoop up, they scoop up Labello in the draft. Wee, <laughs> that'll be. That, oh my that'll god! I didn't think about anarchy. That. that would be crazy. I wouldn't put it. I don't know. Wow. I have a off topic, but back onto a previous topic kind of thing. With mm-hmm. with Lonzo Ball's struggles, you think he could get the uh, he could get on a little boat and get shipped off? I uh, I don't see it because. No, because I don't really see what the point is. Just for I mean, shits and gigs. Like, like, what are you trying to do with Lonzo? Like, it's the you're, you're, the the Pelicans are trying to they're trying to put together a good young core. I think Lonzo's part of that. Um, he hasn't been great this year. We also he's he's shown some good things. Um, I don't think I'm, they're going to give up on Lonzo. Um, just a bit radical. Drew Drew Holiday's Drew, Drew Holiday's definitely an option though. Teams could definitely use him. Miami. Uh. Maybe Miami's always looking for They're always looking for big good players. <laughs> if it's not CP three, make it yeah. Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew Holiday definitely need to watch out for. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil, and as always, if you like our content, follow us on Twitter. Smash that like pod. button. Smash that like and subscribe, baby. Um, listen to us on all platforms: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anchor app, whatever you guys like. And we'll see you guys next week for another scoop of the hoop.